Welcome to the Ashes into Beauty podcast with your host, Stephanie Marie Laswell, Divorce Concierge at The Divorce Life. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in today. I have my friend Gary. And guess what? We're going to talk about divorce. Surprise. No, no way. <laughs> so, Gary, let's just dive right in. How did you see the ashes from your divorce playing out in your life? Well, Stephanie, interesting. Um, I'm one of those guys that never thought he would get divorced. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was married 31 years. And I would say it wasn't always cupcakes and ding-dongs, obviously. Right. But it was up and down. But overall, I thought, you know, it was a decent marriage. And um, we really struggled back and forth a little bit here and there over that 31 years. But it still came as a surprise when she officially dropped the words, I, I want to have a divorce. Mm -hmm. And um, I just didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that looked like. I had never, I never planned it or contemplated it. Right. And so really for me, the ashes were kind of the shock factor and uh, me being super naive, mm -hmm. meaning I said, okay, do you want me to call a lawyer? Do you want to call a lawyer? Mm. Not knowing that you probably should go get your own lawyers and right. that one lawyer doesn't help both of you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, so I didn't have a lawyer. She's like, well, I'll make that call. And I thought, okay, one less thing I need to worry about as we go through our divorce. And it was just really, it took me by surprise because I, I kind of got a lot of stuff handed to me that I I just signed on mm -hmm. before I knew it was too late what I was signing. Yeah. And, and my shock factor um, reeled real quickly as soon as I signed the decree that I didn't mm. realize was the decree. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> and so from that time forward, um, I had just gotten instruction from the, that attorney to mm -hmm. not contact her, and, mm -hmm. and we and we haven't since. And uh, my ashes were really just seeing the an abrupt end with zero warning mm -hmm. of it being 100% abrupt. Right. And um, not mean and vicious, but also not amicable, just right. an end. Right. And that, that extended to our adult kids that mm -hmm. just kind of uh, an end to seeing their mother mm -hmm. for the time being. Mm -hmm. And um, that was very painful. Right. It was just unexpected. Yeah. How did you end up dealing with the shock of everything? Well, when that happened and I was in disbelief, I, I then started going to a few attorneys, right? Mm -hmm. And I would go to the attorney with his paperwork and they would literally pat me on the back. I remember one, one attorney I went to was a lady and she's like, I just need to give you a hug, pat you mm -hmm. on the back and tell you, I'm not even going to charge you for this consultation. There's nothing we can do for you. Just, and after I went through like three or four attorneys and that was my mm -hmm. end result, I'm like, well, I need to just kind of suck this up for mm -hmm. what it is and uh, deal with it. But it was not pleasant. And mm -hmm. I went through all the emotions of... Mm -hmm happy, relieved that I'm done with mm -hmm. a marriage, but sad, mm -hmm. angry, mm -hmm. uh, mad at myself, mad at her, mad at God. Mm -hmm. And I, I just kind of let those emotions flow all through the divorce process up mm -hmm. until the divorce was final and, and really for about a year. Mm -hmm. It was just mixed emotions. Yeah, that roller coaster. For sure. Yeah, that mourning experience. You feel like you had a good support system? You know, I didn't know what that meant at the time. Like, like with what you do, mm -hmm. you're amazing with what you do mm -hmm. because you offer these, you know, divorce services to people that mm -hmm. are going through 
or contemplating or have now been divorced. Mm -hmm. And I I had none of that. I didn't know what to look for. Mm -hmm. So all I could do is reach out to a few friends that I know had been through a divorce. And and I heeded their words, Mm -hmm. even though it was too late for me to figure out my own divorce. It was finalized. But... Um, on how to deal with it. And mm-hmm. one friend just said, Gary, you just need to not do anything for a year. Just let all your emotions be emotions and mm-hmm. and let them ride, let them be high, let them be low, just mm-hmm. go with the flow and don't worry about it. And that was probably the best advice I got. Yeah. Because I was just, I was just in a point where I was like, I felt totally defeated. Right. And, you know, it's okay to feel defeated and it's mm-hmm. okay to be defeated as long as you don't stay defeated. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So how do you feel like you were able to get out of that defeat mode after that year? Do you think because you just allowed all those emotions to flow and and you felt them and you kind of put yourself fully into them, that that helped you not stay in a defeated state? You know, it's interesting. Um, In one day, I could go from feelings of defeated and okay and happy Mm -hmm. and then mad and angry in one day. (laughs) And then later I could let one of those emotions take over for a week or Mm -hmm. two weeks. And, uh, and I could be just upset and, and having a pity party for a couple of weeks. And then I could go a couple of weeks thinking, you know what, this is, this is good. Life is great. (laughs) It's this big emotion. And that's why I thought it was kind of good advice from my friend, my friend to say, give it a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're going to date, just, go on a date for the sake of you're going on a date and you're just going out to have fun, Mm -hmm. which was a total, we might talk about this later, but that was a total (laughs) shocker to me. The whole dating thing. When you're married for 31 years and you get married when she was 18, I was 21, Mm -hmm. almost 22. We were young. And so I didn't know what it was like to date. Mm -hmm. I'm finding myself 31 years after being married, like going on a date. I just felt like I was supposed to be married. So when I, I remember asking a gal on a date, and it was like an interview in my head. I'm like, I'm interviewing her to see if she's going to be my wife next week. <laughs> because that's, I only knew I need to have a wife. That's yeah. all I was thinking. And boy, was that the wrong approach. Mm-hmm. And it probably came across that way. And so for me, it was really good to just take a back seat mm-hmm. and just let things process out over mm-hmm. time. And, and it took a little more than a year for me. It took about 16 months before mm-hmm. I felt, before I had some things happening that I was like, okay, I'm starting to control this now. Yeah. Like life will go on and yep. this will be good. Yeah. yeah. Um. What do you th- what do you think is one of the main ways that we can best support somebody that's going through a divorce? Man, no matter what, um, if you're friends with somebody, they're going through a divorce, don't stop being their friend. Mm-hmm. Don't treat them differently. Mm-hmm. Treat them the same. They may be divorced or they may be going through a divorce, but if you were going out with them on a traditional way of doing lunches or dinners or mm-hmm. inviting them to events and you're joining their events, don't stop. Right. And don't think, oh, just because they're going through this, they don't, um, they don't fit in, or you can't relate, because they need your support. Mm-hmm. As is, that's probably the most important thing I would suggest is um, keep the same level of friendship yes. pre-divorce, after the divorce is final, mm-hmm. to keep that level of friendship going in the same way. Absolutely, I could not agree more. Like, remain present and continue to pursue them, no matter. What if you're getting pushed back from them or maybe they're ghosting you or not responding like they usually do, like step up to the plate and show them that they're still lovable and they're still worthy and they're missed and you still want them in your life. That is such a good point because, A, if you're reaching out to them and they're just going through this garbage, right, mm-hmm. they may not respond. They, I, I bailed on mm-hmm. a few things. I kind of checked out emotionally mm-hmm. and from 
being seen and wanting to be seen and my church, everything. I just right. kind of wanted to hide. But every time someone reached out to me, I was legitimately grateful. Mm -hmm. Even though I might have hid that gratefulness, right. it was needed. Right. And um, just be there for that person. Even mm -hmm. if they're not responding, just be there for them. Right. Because maybe they hit you on that day where you're feeling low. And it's exhausting. Like, it's mentally exhausting, physically, emotionally exhausting to go through a divorce. Um, and sometimes you just don't have the energy and the capacity to respond like you usually do because you're just, like you said earlier, defeated. <laughs> yeah, and, and especially if it's a if – I can speak from the guy's perspective because I'm the guy, right, mm -hmm. and I went through this divorce. Um, guys pretend to be tough. I had to pretend I was tough and everything's mm -hmm. fine. And I could be literally drowning with my head underwater and my hands are the only things above the water – and if you ask me if I'm okay, I could say, I'm okay. It would be gurgling because I'd be underwater. <laughs> but I'd say, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And that's nature for a, mm -hmm. a, a man to say that, even though he's going through shiz, mm -hmm. right? And um, it's just when you have a non-judging friend that can just be yeah. there, even if you don't let them in, mm -hmm. as you may have before, just, just be that friend anyways. Right. Yeah. I love that. Um, so now that you're past your ashes, what does life look like? How has it kind of turned into this beautiful thing for you? What have you learned? And that is such a good question. I remember you, you kind of, before you brought me on this, this podcast, you said you were going to ask that very question. Mm -hmm. It really made me do a lot of thinking like, well, what does my beauty become? And, um, you know, kind of the most important thing for me is I'm learning who Gary is. Mm-hmm. Like, what does Gary want to do? Um, you know, the the movie uh, Runaway Bride, Julia Roberts and Richard Gere, and mm -hmm. she doesn't know how she likes her eggs until <laughs> one point she just, like, cooks all the eggs in the world and decides what she actually likes. Mm -hmm. I was like that. I'm like, here I am in my 50s, divorced after 31-year marriage. What do I like? Mm -hmm. There's no one to tell me I can't live somewhere, work somewhere, go watch, hang out whatever I want, drink, smoke, whatever I want to do if I wanted to. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what do I want to do? What do, what do I want to do? And for me, that was my, that was my beauty is, mm -hmm. and it took a while on, it took 16 months. It was September of last year. My divorce was three years ago next week. finalized, mm -hmm. And, um, I remember it was September of last year, literally driving in my car and I was thinking of nothing other than I had the, the weight of life on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I, I said goodbye, and I mentioned her name, my mm -hmm. ex's name, out loud, verbally, mm -hmm. while I'm driving. I'm like, goodbye, and and when I said goodbye, I felt this relief of mm -hmm. pressure off my shoulders, mm -hmm. and I felt, I felt good. I felt like, you know what, mm -hmm. I'm happy right now. If she is going through good times or bad times, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for her no mm -hmm. matter what she does. Right. I don't need to know what she does either. Mm -hmm. I'm just happy for her for being her. And I was able to release all of that. Mm, that's awesome. And for me, that was like um, a literal answer to prayer. Right. And that's when I realized now what do what do what do I want to learn about myself? Mm -hmm. And I try um, I try every day to find even if it's for a few few moments to find a spot where I can ground and mm -hmm. just think about me being on this earth, mm -hmm. trying to communicate with my heavenly father mm -hmm. in just a spiritual moment not verbally praying not even praying just mm -hmm. kind of being present with myself mm -hmm. and sometimes that comes across as uh, an, an hour-long hike or sometimes it, I would I went dipped in the ocean a month ago mm -hmm. and I'm one that will never get in the ocean and I could tell you many many stories <laughs> but 
I went all by myself when I was in Florida on business last month, and I went and jumped in the ocean, and I went out beyond the buoys, and I was out there for an hour oh, wow. just by myself, mm-hmm. just like, you know what, this is my way to connect. Mm-hmm. And it could be something that simple or that nice or as simple as standing at the side of a river for 30 seconds and just just grounding mm-hmm. and thinking, okay, what do, what do I want to do right now? What is Gary wanting? Mm-hmm. And that freedom is amazing to yeah. me, and that has been my beauty. It's kind of weird, mm-hmm. but no, that's awesome. the beauty of, of me learning what I want, mm-hmm. what I like, and being able to kind of, uh, regardless of who's watching, it's what it, what do I want to do at this very moment? It's not in a selfish way. It's just in a it's in a in a grounding way, right. and it's been an amazing thing to be able to do on a daily basis. Yeah, it's almost like you're taking the time to allow your space, that room, to love yourself and appreciate who you are in the moment. Exactly. And I hear a lot of gratitude just for whatever is going on around you. You're you're finding it wherever you're at in life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was weird being suddenly divorced mm-hmm. and when you go on a trip like business i would always get on the phone and call her right mm-hmm. or or i have an experience and i just want to go home and share it mm-hmm. or when we go on a trip to be on a trip together yeah and learning and that was really hard for the first year mm-hmm. in in a year and a half but now i can go out on these business trips that i take and i can just enjoy being me mm-hmm. by myself mm-hmm. and that's something i never i never experienced in my entire life so right. it's just a different way of living that I'm sure many people that are single for a long time have learned to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, who's never known mm-hmm. what it's like to be an adult and mm-hmm. not single, it was a big learning curve. Yeah, that's awesome. So how do you feel like um, how do you feel like you've been able to make friends and connect with others in this singleness? Like you mentioned the dating a little bit, but tell me about like your social aspect of meeting friends that now that you've uncoupled. <laughs> that is a good question. It's so interesting because I was I was I was not a fun person to date. I'm sure it was just the weirdest thing in the world when I was newly divorced and I didn't even know what I was supposed to do. And you know, I've 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 gone on I like social dating and mm-hmm. I like to connect through my church mm-hmm. with the other adult singles. And there's like Facebook groups I can mm-hmm. jump on and I get to know people that way. Mm-hmm. And you have your Facebook group, and I think mm-hmm. that's one way I've met a few people in your group. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of share, um, you know, a connection because we're Christian, right? right? And so for me, that's been a good resource for me to kind of learn how to just enjoy and have fun and be present as as a person who's not trying to get a date right. and who's not trying to find a spouse. Right. I'm just trying to fit in with my personality and mm-hmm. see who I may become attracted to and in, in like a personality like oh I wouldn't mind getting to know that person mm-hmm. and then some people may come out of the woodwork and say I wouldn't mind getting to know Gary mm-hmm. and it's kind of nice because there's no pressure there right. is literally no pressure in that that was different than my first year mm-hmm. of divorce <laughs> it was all pressure it was self-imposed pressure but it was yeah. all pressure yeah and so now I'm just here to kind of have fun enjoy the journey and I just know that when something's supposed to work out it will work out. And That's I've dated awesome. some amazing, wonderful ladies. Mm-hmm. And some I'm like, oh, I learned from that one. Mm-hmm. That will never happen again. <laughs> and others I'm like, oh, too bad that one has to end. That was enjoyable, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, and it takes the gamut. Mm-hmm. But um, the number one thing you just need to be is authentic mm-hmm. to yourself. Right. And enjoy the, enjoy the journey. Yeah. Awesome. So what is, if you had a friend come to you today and say, hey, man, I'm thinking about going through this divorce. Like what, what advice would you give him? Ooh, that's a good question. 
Um, for sure, I would, I would suggest two things. Number one, an attorney, because <laughs> I learned the hard way. I pay for that every month, <laughs> the hard way. And number two is I would, I would say find someone like you, a divorce connoisseur, someone that mm -hmm. can help you wade through the, the process and, and kind of be there to give you resources as to what you may need to expect. Mm -hmm. um, I would never tell anyone that's thinking of getting divorced not to now. Mm -hmm. I used to think that. That's yeah. how I thought for 30 years. Yeah. But I would say, well, I'm, I won't say you should or shouldn't, but I would definitely say consult an attorney and find someone that has resources for mm -hmm. you. So for me, I would direct people that I came across probably to you, mm -hmm. and uh, whether they were male or female, and because you have these resources. Mm -hmm. um, but And then the second, I guess that's two things. The third thing I do is just be their friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you say, okay, this is something you should look out for or this is something that you should expect or – well, um, I would say expect to go through the emotions and then it's okay. Mm -hmm. Expect to not be up 100% and not be down 100% and to be okay with that process of that roller coaster of emotions, mm -hmm. whether you're angry, sad, happy, relieved, yeah. <laughs> stressed. <laughs> yeah. let, it, let it play out mm -hmm. and just, just remember that you have resources available to you. Like, yeah. And that's pretty much pretty much what I think that really they really could use and benefit mm -hmm. from. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your story and some welcome. great um, advice I think that you have. And I'm so glad to see that you're living this beautiful life and you're loving yourself and appreciating every moment that you have and just kind of having fun, right? I appreciate it. Yes, it is. I'm, I am enjoying it right now, mm -hmm. it's, which is a blessing. And um it's it's uh, enjoyable. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. There's no, like, with this is a totally yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, crap, off scripts, what are you off doing? Script. <laughs> so with what you do, uh -huh. I'm honestly intrigued in yes. how you help people. Mm -hmm. Why why do you do this? Because you yourself have gone through mm -hmm. the ringer. Mm -hmm. Why do you do this? And what, what does it what does it give you by doing this for other people? Oh, okay. Um, it is a huge honor for me to walk along somebody that is going through a divorce because of what I experienced with my divorces. Um, I know that I, I isolated myself because of the shame and the guilt and just all the yucky feelings that come with divorce. I didn't know who was talking about me, who wasn't, who was my supporter, who wasn't my supporter. But also my tribe just kind of withdrew. And so I felt very alone through my divorce process. And um, I never want anybody to feel alone. I always want them to have somebody they can trust to give them education on the process to help them identify and eliminate behaviors that might be unhealthy for them, that might be keeping them stuck, um, to empower them to use their voice and to not get taken advantage of in the courtroom. Um, I can help them prepare for difficult conversations or prepare to speak to their lawyer because a lot of times people are intimidated by talking to lawyers and they don't speak up and ask questions when they're confused. And so I help them prepare for that, which in the end saves them money. Um, I mean, there's so many, <laughs> I get so many benefits. Like um, I just, I feel like God's given me a gift of being able to be and hold space in dark times with people and 
just be kind of like that calm in the storm and just kind of guide them through it. But ultimately, I never want anybody to have to go through this process alone. Um, I want them to be educated on it. And, you know, I want them to come out of it feeling proud for how they handled it and be able to look back at their divorce legacy and say, I did the best that I could and I'm proud of how I showed up. Um, and I'm proud of the ripple effect this is going to have on my tribe because it does. It's it's not just the couple, it's the community that's around the couple. And there it can be very powerful if, you know, good and bad, like you have that ripple effect that can be positive or negative. And so I want to kind of help guide those people that want to have a positive impact through their divorce and then beyond divorce even to not get stuck. Um, and that's part of my story. Like I got stuck for a very, very long time and I really needed somebody that could be there and, and help me kind of get to that self-love and self-forgiveness situation much earlier than I did. And so that's a very long answer to your question, but there's just so much there. <laughs> yes, well, thanks for thanks for letting me ask it. Kind yeah. Of spur of the moment. Yeah. You you mentioned to help people not be alone, mm -hmm. and that's kind of the big takeaway I'm taking from mm -hmm. that is, and that that is so true because we we may and especially the men they may they may be very alone, mm -hmm. but people wouldn't recognize wouldn't know, it and, right. they, and they wouldn't know it. Mm -hmm. And. Um, I remember just literally wanting to hide mm -hmm. and I hid pretty well mm -hmm. when I wanted to hide. Mm -hmm. And thankfully my two of my three kids were really there for me and they mm -hmm. were kind of in tune when dad was hiding mm -hmm. and a brother of mine, my older brother who he could sense it and I would get a text or a phone call at the most amazing time. Yeah. I'm like, I'd go, damn it. Why is he reaching out? I want to hide. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he, he knew something was up. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. And yeah. I think that's neat that that's what you do. And mm -hmm. pretty much that's, I figured you'd say something like that, mm -hmm. but I can tell from your heart that's why you do it. And yeah. that's actually why I agreed to be on the show with you. Because yeah. I could tell that you're, you're one of those people that are really trying to help oh, not yeah. just others, but yourself along the way. Yeah, yeah. It's very much my passion and just you know, all of the recovery that goes into divorce, you know, you usually have one of one or one of the parties, if not both, going through like a financial devastation, have to recover financially and then um, you know, setting up a new home and like your whole life is turned upside down. You have to come up with your new identity like you did. Like mm -hmm. who is Gary? What does Gary love? And so there's just so much transit transition that happens during that time that having somebody to walk alongside of you and just kind of keep cheering you on and, and helping you think clearly because certainly we have people in our lives that love us and want the best for us, but they don't always give us the best advice mm -hmm. because, you know, they want to protect us or, you know, their divorce went one way. Well, no two divorces are alike. <laughs> you know, it's True. just like the real estate transaction. <laughs> They're all different. <laughs> exactly. And so there's, you know, one shoe's not going to fit everybody, and so to have somebody there that can help you understand what your options are so you're making informed decisions, you know, that you feel comfortable with. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for being here. Absolutely. It's like we had two podcasts in one almost. <laughs> <laughs> Double whammy today, folks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and until next time, make your ashes into beauty. For more information on services or divorce resources provided by The Divorce Life, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or find us at www.thedivorcelife.com. Thank you for tuning in and listening and a big thanks to my producer, Jazz, at the Possibilities Podcast Center.